Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 271 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Saturday, August 18, 2012. On tonight's show, that's right, it's Saturday night again here, kids. And uh, Kat is here. Kat is here. She's ill. She's all drugged up with, with cold medicine. It's going to be a good show. We're going to be talking about a variety of of stuff tonight that is going to be nothing serious. Well, maybe some stuff serious talking about on this show tonight, but this is a long two-hour show. Hopefully I, I won't uh, uh, fall asleep uh, in the middle of this because I'm just really exhausted. But, hey, it's going to be good because Kat's here, and we had a great uh, show prep for the you know last three minutes uh, before this show went live, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Uh, so And, of course, the chat room is open, so uh, we're going to have a good time here. So all that coming up uh, on Episode 271 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. This is the night shift, and uh, <laughs> I found this uh, audio clip here to start the show. <laughs> this is good stuff here, and uh, here we go. My name is McCoy. I'm a doctor. What am I, a doctor or a moon shuttle conductor? I jumped every time a light came on around here. I'd end up talking to myself. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. You're a healer. There's a patient. That's an order. I'm a surgeon, not a psychiatrist. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not an engineer. No, you're an engineer. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. You keep saying that. Are you a doctor, aren't you? I don't know. Well, this is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for a Saturday night. 
Hello, party people. My name is Mike Savilla, your host, the newest Powerball winner. That's right, $300 million. No, not really, but I, I wish so. And if, if you're listening to this show and you won the Powerball, uh, you know, congratulations, you suck. You're horrible. You're a horrible person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, check out my digital library stuff at com. And uh, shout out to all the people following me on Twitter out there this evening, all 9,981 people. Thank you for doing that. I don't know why, but I very much appreciate that. And uh, shout out to everybody following the uh, – who liked the Facebook page, 469 people. Thank you so much for that. It is Saturday night here, August 18, 2012. It is 9 p.m. Eastern time. And here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it is 67 degrees Fahrenheit. How are you doing out there, kids? Hope you're all doing well. Have a good Saturday night going on out there uh, right now. And, uh, Big shout out to people in our chat room already. We got uh, PK, we got Kimmy, we have a guest, and uh, I know a lot of other people are probably listening on their mobile device and not in the chat room. So I know you're out there, and I appreciate you listening to the show here this evening. We have a good show here uh, this evening. We have Kat coming up in just a little bit. That's right, she's ill. You know, she she's on cold medicine, but she still wanted to do the show tonight. Why? Because she's dedicated. Because she wants to be here. She's been looking forward to this all day. I don't know. I'm just saying that. Uh, I know I've been looking forward to this all day, to hang out with you, hang out with Kat. We have a, a bunch of new stories here we'll be talking about and just chatting it up and uh, just relaxing here on a, a Saturday night. Um, so what I'll do is I'll just uh, kind of uh, go to my uh, break here, and uh, then we will uh, bring uh, Kat here, uh, out here on the show and uh, – we're gonna have a gonna have a good time uh, on the show here this evening. Let me uh, let me find Cat's music here. Yeah, that's I, I know it's still it's my it's my wonderful organizational system here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't. Maybe I lost it. Maybe it's just it's just hanging out there in the. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have I have too much music here on my uh on my uh switchboard and uh I uh let me see here. Let me see as, as see this is live radio here because I cannot I cannot just I cannot find it. Maybe I'll just I'll just pick anything here and uh <laughs> and just and just go with it. <laughs> All right, I'll just pick anything here. Here we go. Uh, so you're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast here, a proud member of the ProMed Network of podcasts. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com in this randomly selected bumper music here. Kat will be right here after this. And welcome back to the night shift here on the Block Talk Creator Network. On the line with us, she's sick, she's ill, she's on medication. Uh, Kat is here this evening. Kat, how are you feeling there, my dear? Actually, I'm feeling much better today. Thank you for asking. And hello! (laughs) (laughs) You don't sound.
sound bad. I mean, you sound like you know, you sound like you're rested. You sound like you know, you're uh, you're doing okay right now. Well, I mean, I am rested because, as you know, I start the night shift on Monday, so I had to sleep a lot of the day today, and I had just squeezed some Afrin No Drip nasal spray in my nose so I could breathe. (laughs) Really? I did that before the show. So, I mean, this stuff is like a miracle. I love it. And I love the No Drip sprays because they just, it's a fine mist of awesomeness that just goes up in your nose. It doesn't drip down, you know, it doesn't drip down and all that gross stuff. So, I can breathe right now. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) um so uh so cat so you you are getting ready to go like on the real night shift i mean not like this show uh and uh you know last time we talked i didn't know that you were going to have this extendedly long period of orientation you know um how's that going are they are they like like telling you like this is how you uh read a, a you know a watch and you know this is the night shift starts at this time or like what do you what do you do on your orientation <laughs> to a new shift oh to a new shift you mean no, well, or, I mean, like, no. or, or, or i mean you know i'm joking i mean orientation to this you know it, 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 it's like the same job but a different one or something or uh, tell me about that well i mean i did make you for many years but like this unit um okay like, where I live, I've worked with a certain set of... that We only had, like, one set of POs in this whole area, right? And, like I said, I live on the border of Mexico, but it's like a bunch of towns all squeezed together. So all in this area, we only had one group of neonatologists. Well, when they opened this new hospital about six years ago, seven years ago, they brought in another set of neonatologists from another part of Texas around Corpus, and they do things a little bit differently than the other group does. And they do real a lot of cool stuff, too, things that I didn't even do in Austin, you know. And uh, so, you know, going back into it, like, yes, yeah, some things are just, you know, like starting IVs and all that. It's like riding a bike, right? I'm just getting right back into it. But uh, a lot of the way of, the way they practice medicine and how they do things is what I have to get used to, you know, their paperwork, their protocols, you know. So it's not like I don't feel like a new grad, but I feel like I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot of different things, a lot of new things, um, and it's very intense in that unit. It, but I'm very impressed by it too, like the speed at which people work and the teamwork and how they I mean, I am so impressed with this group of doctors and with this, you know, not only did the doctors come over, like half of the staff is the nursing staff that was over there too. And um, just, it's just amazing how they work. And so, it, but but it's put a lot, I mean, I'm, I'm real, I've been real stressed out, right? Because it's been like two and a half years since I've been in the NICU and, and I think that's why I got sick, because of all my anxiety. Like, when I get super stressed out about something, I usually end up getting sick. And the last two days, especially the day before yesterday, I was like, well, actually, what happened was, um, what's today, Saturday? I think it was, like, Monday. It was the beginning of the week. It was just my throat. Like, I had a 
really inflamed. Like, you know how when you open your mouth and that little thing that hangs down in the middle, what's that called? Uvula or something? That's that correct, thing? yes. <laughs> the uvula. And I have a lot of jokes there, but keep going. That uvula was big and fat and disgusting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was so swollen and big and ugly and ugh. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, and I thought, I really don't want to go to the doctor. Let me see if it goes away. Like, I was off for a few days. And the next day it got a little better, and, you know, the third day got a lot more better, right? But then by the end of the day, I got, it. like, all that inflammation went to my nose and to my, you know, it, it just kept going up. But it was too late to go to the doctor at that point. So... You know, I took as much cold medicine as I could. I took my Gan-Maoling. I was doing all that stuff and praying that I would be okay. And in the morning I woke up, I felt pretty bad, but I put in my nasal spray and stuff. I went to work and wore a mask. I lasted four hours. <laughs> it's just like every minute I was getting worse and worse. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And and my preceptor, who's a good friend of mine, I actually worked with her. I've known her since the, since I was first became a nurse since like the mid nineties. Uh, she's like, yeah, Kathy, get out of here. <laughs> I don't want you to make me sick. So, I'm so like, this is okay, like what Tuesday or Wednesday or what? What this this, uh... was, this was Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Okay. And I said, yeah, you're right. And an awesome doctor there, you know, wrote me a prescription for for a Z-Pack. And it was funny because the NMP was like, you know, he's like, you know that's not going to do you any good. And I said, I know, I know, I know what they all say, and I've heard it before, okay? <laughs> but, A, I feel, I feel really bad. And, like, I could tell this wasn't one of those little colds that's going to go away quick. This is one of those that's probably going to last a couple weeks. So, my thinking was, let me prevent it from getting into my chest, like it will, it, like it will, it, it, it will ultimately do. It's already kind of, I can feel it in my chest a little bit. Um, right. And I swear that the snot was not completely clear. There was some cloudiness with a tinge of green. I swear, I <laughs> just see the tinge of green. And if I see colored snot in any way, you give me the antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. All right. And I and I was feverish and all this stuff, you know. Like I was just, I, it just literally, I I went from bad to worse. Every hour was just getting worse, you know. And and like today is the best I've felt, right? But I still feel like right now I'm feeling kind of fevery. But it'll go away in a little while, and then it'll come back, you know. So and and I and I'm sorry. Even if this was just viral, something about taking a Z pack just makes me feel better inside. So I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so what 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 day of the Z pack are you on right now? Well, I just took my third one. Well, like the first day you take two. I took Correct. that on Thursday, and then there's four days you take one. I took one yesterday, one today, and I have two more days. And I really feel like it's helped me. Wow, like, okay. It's like, 
he's all like, yeah, I got it too, and I can't get rid of it. I've been having it for a couple of weeks. Well, you know what? I bet you I'm feeling, I bet you I get better quicker than he does. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, he's very cool. Like, I like the NMPs there so far. The NMPs, like, I didn't, you know, in the nursery, we didn't really work with the NMPs, just the Neos. And uh, that's uh, actually uh, a, uh, a funny guy, actually. That's a nurse practitioner, is yeah, that correct? Well, Neo, in case people yeah. don't know. Oh, yeah, a neonatal nurse practitioner. So we have our neonatologists, our neonatal nurse practitioners. Yeah. We got them all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so have uh, how uh, have you um, – so you haven't completed your entire orientation. So, uh, uh, so what are they going to do? Do you know yet? Well, no. Well, she, originally she says, I want to give you a week on days, a week on nights, and then, you know, she said she was kind of joking halfway, she says, and then throw you on charge because <laughs> at night there's a lot of new grads, you know, that she needs more experience on night. So, but I think she was halfway joking, which I hope so, because I, I know in that unit I'm not ready for charge because it's like, it, like I said, there's a lot of things that are different, and it's it's intense, and it's in a busy hospital. But but for some reason, I think because we were already at the end of the schedule, like we only had two weeks left on the schedule, she just sent me with my friend for two weeks on days. Like there wasn't a reason that she said, oh, well, I want you to have an extra week. I mean, she just let me do it. And so I missed a day and a half of orientation, which I did not like because I wanted to get every little bit I could, but I couldn't go in the next day, which was yesterday. I was right. too sick, you know. And even with a mask, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to get those little ones sick, to, you know. But a, a case of RSV could wipe out a nursery, you know. Like, I'm just not going to take that chance. Plus, I, could, I couldn't do it physically. But um, so, but then, starting Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night, I have orientation on night. So we'll see how that goes. But then after that, I'm on my own. You're on your own, baby. Yeah, the reason I'm on orientation at night is so I can see how how their thing, because, you know, there's certain things that people do on days and there's certain things that people do on nights. You know, you have a, a schedule of certain things that each shift is responsible for. Oh, I so. know certain things happen during night shift. Let me just say <laughs> You can give us a full report sometime there, Kat. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get fired. <laughs> you don't want to get fired? I want to get fired. <laughs> Can't get fired. Hey, uh, hey Kat, say, uh, say hello to people in our chat room. We got PK, we got Kimmy, and we got your buddy there, the J-Man. So say hello to them. Hey, guys. Wow. And we have a we have a guest in the chat room, so if the guest uh, registers, they can make fun of us as well. Hello, beautiful guest. I'm sure you're a beautiful person, um, and I'm just so glad I can talk. Like I'm glad that I didn't lose my voice or anything, because like yesterday I was talking all scratchy, but today, thanks to my Z pack, <laughs> things, oh are doing, things are things are looking up. <laughs> Oh man! All right, let's uh, let's do some stories here, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll kind of ease into the show here. So, 
<laughs> and I know, Kat, you sent me some stories. We'll, we'll cover those later. We'll, we'll, we'll start with the with a funny story here and uh, let people know what we're going to be talking about here tonight. So uh, let me just read this here. And, uh, and Kat, you don't know what I'm going to read here, so this is going to be really interesting for a first type of reaction. Uh, but the title here, 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 here's just the title. The title, this is from uh, Tuesday, August 14th. Uh, it says, Study... Uh, and the title is Both Genders Stare Equally Hard at Women's Body Parts. How about that? It's a study, Kat. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, it doesn't surprise me for some reason. <laughs> let, me, let, 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 me, let, let me read this thing and then uh, it's a, it goes like this. A new scientific study has confirmed a generally assumed truth. Women are objectified far more than men, but in a surprising development, the study also found that men and women both equally guilty of looking at women's collection of parts. We just can't pin this on the men. Women are perceiving women this way as well, says some researcher. I can't pronounce her name. Uh, the study results were published in the European Journal of Social Psychology and examined in different ways people process images of men and women. Women tend to be viewed more uh, much differently by what the study calls local cognitive processing. No idea what that means. Uh, but there is a form of equality at work. Uh, not only are men and women equally responsible for viewing women on this local level, but they are objectifying all women, not just pretty or big-busted or long-legged women, here is the clincher of the last sentence here. Uh, as MTV News puts it, <laughs> quote, essentially when looking at a female, we all go into Terminator vision mode, honing in on specific parts of her body and assessing them. So that's the end of the article. So, you know, hey, I, I, I very much agree with this study. Um, I'm glad that there is um, some hard evidence uh, of this. What do you think of that, Kat? Well, you know, I... I think it's probably true, and it's kind of like Elaine said on Seinfeld once, the woman's body is like a work of art. And so, and you know, the thing about it is if, if a woman, like, if a woman is looking at another woman who has a nice body, it's not necessarily the same way the guy's looking at her. I mean, it's not in a sexual way unless she's gay, you know. It's not like, in a sexual way. It's just kind of an admiration thing, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, go, go on. Yeah, explain it to me, because I don't, really don't understand. Yeah, I, I think it's more like an admiration thing. Um, it's, you know, in the, the way this article sounds, it makes it sound like, oh, in Terminator mode, because everybody wants to jump her bones. Not necessarily. <laughs> the guys, maybe, and the gay women, yeah. but <laughs> But, like, you know, I mean, for, and, and you know what's funny? That's the thing about women. I guess, yeah, maybe you do focus on a nice body first, and I know that's what guys tend to do, but, like, if there's a good-looking man, if he has a nice body and a good-looking face, I'll tend to look at his face more than his body necessarily. I think women tend to, when they're looking at the opposite sex, and the girls in the chat room, PK and Kimmy, can, you know, weigh in on this, I tend to look more at a good-looking face on a guy than necessarily their body. But, you know, I mean, that, that could be just me. But, I mean, it's not that we don't appreciate a nice body, but, like, with a girl, for, for guys, for instance, a girl could have a fantastic body and the ugliest face ever, 
and they'll still think she's hot because they're focused on her body. You know, there's uh, there, there's millions of guys right now taking notes as you're saying this, so uh, uh, <laughs> so I, I just I just want to say that. And yeah, and, and Kimmy has said in the chat room, Kimmy has said, uh, "Women are beautiful." I see a nice curvy woman. I'm going to look. And uh, she also says, "A nice smile gets me every time." And PK says, uh, "Researcher, probably an undergrad psych student in experimental psych class." Laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we we appreciate the uh, the chat room uh, chiming in there. So so yeah, so uh, so so Cat likes uh, you know a nice face. So uh, you know all those guys out there, they're uh, you know they'll they'll take their paper bag off when they come and talk to you. So uh, you know they, maybe they'll get that you know other look. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> well, like I think for instance, like I said, like if the girl is not very pretty or very attractive in the face, but has a nice body, the guy's still gonna want to sleep with her. Whereas, at least for me, a guy can have a perfect body, but if he just, like, if he has a mullet, let's say, or he's just not cute in the face, I don't want, no. (laughs) I don't care what his body looks like. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, your 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 buddy J Man says, uh, "I notice a woman's mind first. That's what he typed in there. And then he says, uh, "And great hair is sexy too." I, I don't I don't know if he's just making that up or I, I don't know. You know, with Jay, it's so funny, like because you don't know if that statement. Because I I actually could believe that about Jay. I think Jay. If he had two beautiful women to choose from, he would pick the one that's smarter, even if the one who was dumber was actually technically better looking. But, you know, knowing Jay and how he can be sarcastic and, you know, the whole I was stupid funny kind of stuff they do, you don't know if he's being sarcastic (laughs) or if he's being real. But I do believe that about Jay Man. (laughs) Oh, you do? About about (laughs) Don (laughs) Schultz. What what what's his name? Los Gachos. <laughs> I can't believe how good my my voice is sounding. And I mean, I don't even sound that nasally. I don't think. Excuse <laughs> me, that was a hiccup. I swear. Wow, man, <laughs> there you go. That's a ringtone right there. That's there. No, that was a hiccup. I just had some chili. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you say? You had some chili. I, no, some, I ate at Chili's. My mom, yesterday, she was like, I want to go get, I'm going to go, I have to go do some stuff, and I'm going to get Chili's, and it got me all like, oh, yum. She got a migraine and didn't go. So now she got she got me all wanting it, like craving it. So I forced myself to go out and get some. <laughs> I didn't what feel you, what, good, but I just did it. What, what, what do you usually get at uh, Chili's there, Kat? Well, there's a variety of things I like, but today I got the triple dipper, which I get. When I get the triple dipper, I get the boneless wings, the spinach and artichoke dip, yummo, and I get um, uh, southwestern egg roll. And even though it's uh. an appetizer thing, I can almost make two meals out of that. It's just because, you know, it's kind of a lot of food, but... I didn't eat the whole thing, but I ate a good. Mm. It was delicious. 
no, those egg rolls are good, you know, like like I'm not typecasting myself. Uh, but, you know, cheese fries, uh, and the, the, they have decent chips there. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, like, the fried cheese, um, but uh, they have decent wings. And uh, if, if people in the chat room have what the chilies, uh, let us know what your favorite things are there. Um, but, yeah, I can't uh, – yeah, they have some good soups there, too, sometimes. You know – the egg rolls things are southwestern egg rolls. They're not even like Asian in nature. That's right. They're like they're like uh, uh, like Arizona egg rolls. <laughs> 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 I have no idea. Oh my they're god! Good. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> well, PK says taco salad. They, they got decent taco salad there. So that's uh, Ooh, uh that's you know good. what? I need to I need to try that. I love taco salad. Ooh. Hmm. Uh let's see. Uh, let's do a couple of football drinking. stories here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm drinking a coke. <laughs> uh let's see. Oh, I don't know if you heard of this uh this this week, uh cat. So um so I'm gonna read this here too. So the title here is um 300-pound Texas 12-year-old ruled too big to play peewee football. This is from Wednesday, August 15th, and the article goes like this. As first reported by KDFW in Dallas, a 12-year-old resident, Elijah Earnhardt, is being kept on the sidelines of all peewee football activities because he's simply too big, despite being a 7th grader. He's a 7th grader. Earnhardt is already six feet tall and weighs around 300 pounds, uh, a total which is more than twice the maximum allowed peewee weight of 135 pounds. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, whether or not Earnhardt is allowed to play uh, remains to be seen. Still, if he can't, 300 pounds by the age of 12 uh, still seems to get him a shot at competitive football in the future if he should desire it. Uh, and I know this a lot of this. Uh, it's been a lot of talked about on Twitter this week about this, you know, this 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 kid playing football. But I mean, three hundred pounds. He's twelve years old, and he, you know, he's six feet tall. I mean, that seems like pretty big for, I mean, a kid. I mean, I I don't know why people are worrying about him playing football. I mean, that's kind of I don't know. That's a big kid. I don't. Know, that's very healthy. <laughs> well, yeah. Well. You know, I mean, at first when you said the weight, I'm like, man, you know, and he's this young. And, but six feet, how did, first of all, how does a 12-year-old get to six foot? <laughs> I mean, well, they, live seems... in, they live in Texas. That's all I got to say. <laughs> You're growing big I mean, down there. You know what I'm talking about, cat? Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but six foot. Like, how much does 300 pounds look on six feet, though? Does it look like 300 pounds, or does it look... Well, I mean, regardless, I mean, that's a big kid, obviously. We should ask J-Man. J-Man is six feet, 300 pounds. He's a muscular man, don't you think, Kat? Well, I don't really see much of his body. I usually just see his his head. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And his features. Well, no, I mean, I, I, you know, like, so he is six foot tall. See, I can't imagine a twelve-year-old being l- looking like like that. That that's an adult size to me. That's not even like high school to me. Yeah, exactly. 
So I don't know if there's something else going on. I mean, besides the weight issue, just the fact that he could get that tall, there's got to be some kind of, what, thyroid or or something Oh, you're thinking medical. Some kind of medical thing going on. Right? I mean, I've never heard of a 12-year-old that big. I mean, I don't know how common that is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I I can tell you, I've probably never seen one. (laughs) But, I mean... Probably they don't want him to play because he would just crush the other players. He would probably physically hurt them. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he would you like know? injure I mean, all all kinds of of people. But but Kimmy says in the chat room, Kimmy says, just wait for high school. You'll get all the you get uh, to play all you want then. I mean, I guess that may be true. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, because that's that's huge. And I wonder if he'll get any taller. I mean, he's not through. He's only 12. Yeah, he's only 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the final ruling here on this. Uh, um, I'm going to go to J-Man see if he knows, because he's a resident sports expert, um, if he knows if there's a final ruling on this deal. But uh, I think as of right now, uh, he's not allowed to play. And uh, <clears throat> that is a uh, is a big kid. That's a gigantic kid. I wonder how much... <laughs> I wonder how much he weighed at birth. Did he know? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was crushing the kids in the nursery already when he was born. So you know, he's Wait, he's used to pushing kids around. Well, I am curious too what his parents look like. I mean, are both his parents very large? You know, it's. It, I, I I'm just. I mean, when you said the weight, okay, I thought, oh my gosh. But, you know, you see a lot of overweight kids nowadays. I mean, that's not, like, unheard of, but just the height, too. I mean, so I'm thinking the weight may not necessarily be that he's, like, eating too much. It could be, uh, I mean, what? how much of it is muscle? How athletic is this kid, you know, uh, to be six foot? I mean, you're already going to have a lot of weight just being that tall. So, I mean, I don't know how, what he uh, – have you seen a picture of him? Because I haven't heard this story. Um, I mean, there's some video of him, but I don't know. I, I haven't seen it, and I don't know since he's 12 years old if they, you know, block him out, you know, because, you know, I think there's kids where you can't, you know, show their face or something because of whatever. Um, so, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, they see they, they picture him, like, from the shadows from across the field and um, – so, yeah, I haven't seen direct pictures of this kid. Okay, because, I mean, I'm wondering how does it look. You know, because you can look, like, you can be a tall guy who weighs what sounds like a lot, but if you're in shape, you don't look necessarily overweight. You just look like a big guy. Well, J- Wait, J-Man you, you says... Jamie says he probably drives himself to practice and then he hangs out uh, with the coaches and drinks beer with them afterward. So you know. <laughs> there you go. And, and if if you want more of that wit and comedy, you know, just uh, you know, Sunday mornings at uh, noon Eastern, I believe. Uh, that's the I'm with Stupid Show right here on the uh, Block Talk Radio Network, and uh, they're on Wednesday too, I believe, at 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. And uh, you know. Him and the Mat Man. Him and the Mat Man. They're, they're like they're like uh, they're doing awesome. I mean, they're they're like getting all these awesome uh, interviews and stuff. I don't know if you've been paying attention to them, Cap, but I mean, they're they're getting like you know they're they're famous now. I don't know why he's trolling. You know, hanging out with us because they're like real hosts on this network now. Don't you think? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I know it seems like almost every week they have somebody, some kind of guest uh, guest on their show, like a, like that lady from the Food Network and, you know, different various bloggers and this lady who wrote a book. You know, they have, like, and it's a lot of food-type people. So they're, they're turning into a foodie show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what's funny, like, usually it seems like every time they have a show, almost always, like I'm either working or it's a day where I'm doing a bunch of stuff and I can't, I just can't hit listen because I'm running errands or whatever. But I listen when I can, right? And I was listening to a show one day, and, you know, Jay gave me his shout-out like he always does. Thank you, Jay. He's so sweet. He always gives me a shout-out on the show. And um, he says, you know, she's going to be going to the night shift. And Matt goes, well, good. Then maybe she could start listening to our show. And then Jay goes, well, she has to sleep. <laughs> it's like it's just like not in the cards for me to ever be able to the show live or anything. You know, I've either kept it on archives. It's like oh, but um, <laughs> but that's so sweet of Jay. He understands because he's worked night shift before. I mean, you have to sleep. You have to sleep during the day, and their show is like right kind of smack dab almost around lunchtime. I mean, ball 10, I mean, I should really be, because since I have to go in at 645, I should probably be sleeping by 10, you know. Um, otherwise, I won't I won't sleep. But but if I don't have to work that night, I probably can be up and listen and then sleep later. But, um, so, yeah, it's, they have all kinds. Their showtimes almost never have seemed to coincide with my life. <laughs> <laughs> they need to work on that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Uh, oh, Kimmy put a uh, put a picture of uh, put a picture of the kid here. Hmm. I mean, does he look unhealthy, or does he look like just a tall, big kid? Uh, well, Kimmy says it doesn't look 300 pounds, and I'm looking at him, and yeah, he doesn't look like it. So maybe just a just a big uh, just a big kid. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens uh, here. So uh, let's see here. Uh, well, let's uh, let's do this. Uh, let's do this LSU story here because uh, we're on this football topic here. Let me. I have a I have an audio clip here, and um, then Kat, you can talk about this a little bit because uh, this is your team. <laughs> I know, I know. And it is an interesting story. And I was going to ask you about it, but I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. But let me uh, let me play this audio clip here, and then, uh, then uh, we can talk about it here. LSU has dismissed Heisman Trophy finalist Tyran Matthew from his football program for violating school and team rules. The junior defensive back, nicknamed Honey Badger, was a surprising Heisman candidate last season as the Tigers won the SEC championship game and reached the BCS title game before losing to Alabama. At a news conference on Friday, head coach Les Miles would not specify the reason Matthew was kicked off the team. Matthew won the Bednarik Award as National Defensive Player of the Year last season and was a big play machine at cornerback and on special teams. The All-Americans scored four touchdowns, intercepted two passes, and caused six fumbles and recovered four. He was also suspended for a game last year for failing a drug test. The Tigers enter this season as one of the favorites to reach the national championship game again. They are number one in the coaches' preseason poll and expected to be right near the top of the AP college football poll when it's released August 18th. Jack Briggs, the Associated Press. 
So, so Kat, so this is your team here. So, um, when when did you uh, hear about the story, and, and uh, you know, what, what's your what's your reaction to it? Well, I saw it the other day on Twitter. Somebody had tweeted a link because now he's in drug rehab in Houston, right? And I'm like, and he was going to be out this season. Now he can come back in 2013, okay? But 2012 needs him. <laughs> And I'm just, I mean, okay, look, I want the guy to get help. He needs to get help, okay? He was one of the ones last uh, year that had gotten suspended for that one game. He was one of the three because they came apart. Well, it never, I don't think, officially came out, but people were saying it was from marijuana. Now, I have read another article online that he's in the rehab now for his marijuana addiction. Now, for anybody out there who says, oh, you can't be addicted to pot, that's a myth you can have marijuana addiction, a true marijuana addiction, okay? This, that's a fact. <laughs> and it's like it's like, and it's like other drug addictions that has the same type of, you know, I, I presume, you know, same type of, you know, any type of substance, whether it's marijuana or alcohol or, or you know, cocaine or whatever. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's the mental aspect of it. It's like, yeah, marijuana of all the drugs is, is I think the safest and as far as like you, you never hear anyone dying of an overdose of marijuana, right? But um and as far as when people come off of it, they may have some mild physical symptoms, you know, agitation and things like that, but it's not like the the slew of things people go through when they come off like benzodiazepines or heroin or something like that. It's not as physically terrible. You know, those people say it's like hell. It's like being through hell. But mentally, someone can be just as addicted to marijuana as they can be to heroin or to cocaine or to what any anything. And it's not even it goes beyond drugs and alcohol. A true addiction is a mental thing that whether it's food, gambling, whatever, you can't stop doing it. I mean, let's think about this. He already got caught once last year, and he failed multiple drug tests this time around. Marijuana stays in your system for a long time. If he can't stop long enough just to freaking play a football season, he's obviously addicted. <laughs> you know? It's like, you know, but I don't know if he's doing other things, too. He's probably drinking a lot. He's probably partying a lot. But I think his main thing is, is the pot, right? And, you know, I really, I, I know he needs to get help, and I want him to get help, but part of me is like, can you just wait till after? <laughs> 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 I mean, because if, it, if, if it's just marijuana, we know he's not going to kill himself with it, unless, okay, now I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't joke like that, because he, if you you could smoke, get get behind the wheel of a car and, and, and get in an accident and kill yourself, but if you leave him in a room where he can't smoke, he can't drive, you just kind of put him in tiger jail, okay? Just let him play football, let him go to practice. Then, at the end of the season, put his ass in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh. I want to, but no, I want him to get better. You know, I, it's so funny. Remember I told you, like, last uh, last season when he was up for the Heisman? Yeah. And, and I... um Somebody had tweeted, I, I, it was some sports thing that tweeted, oh, he's up for a Heisman and all this stuff. And I retweeted it and put congratulations just by chance, 
he retweeted it. And never in my life, I was like, oh, my God, all these constant retweets, retweets, all these things I was getting, like every, like, two, three, boom, 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 because people were retweeting what he did. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this what celebrities have to get? Not that I'm a celebrity, but just, like, just oh, yeah, you're a no, no. Well, I mean, just because he retweeted it, I was getting all these notifications because my name was in it. And I thought it was so cool that he retweeted me, right? But it was kind of, it was freaky seeing all these so-and-so retweeted, so-and-so favorite, ring, boom, boom, boom. It lasted for a few hours. It was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, this is so cool. But at the same time, it was weird. Like, so I guess whoever's, like, a celebrity on Twitter, they must have to turn off notifications somehow. You know, I, I, yeah, I guess there's a way to do that. I just, you know, it's not like I get that many retweets or anything. So. <laughs> well, we should uh, we should ask Jamie in that because he's a celebrity now. Um, you know, do, 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 you, uh, do you turn off your notifications? Uh, and, and Jamie also says, LSU won't even miss him is what he says. So I'm no, assuming. No, I, I don't. Well, you know what? I don't agree with that because I think he's one of their best players. If this was a bench warmer, I'd be like, oh, right, dude, yeah, go get clean. And I'm I'm like that about Tyron Matthew. I don't want anyone here to think that I'm heartless. <laughs> I just can't believe the honey badger's not going to be in there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, because right now we're going into the season – as being number one on some poll, I'm not sure if it's every poll, you know, I'm sure it's between us and Alabama being number one going in. What's it going to be? What's our season going to be like? You know, I don't think we're going to stay there or even, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the team looks like this year. But he, I know, honestly and truthfully, he really needs to get help more than he needs to be on the team. I just wish that he would have done this sooner than later. <laughs> I wish he would have done this, like, in the spring when nothing was going on. You know, like, why did it have to happen now? And I hope, for his sake, that he really does get it behind him. And you know what's so funny, too, is, like, for a while there, his tweets were bizarre. His tweets were really, like, almost annoying in a way. But now they've gotten more normal. Like, he's already thinking like more of a normal person because he's, I don't know how long he's been in rehab, but he's not doing anything. He's not drinking, he's not smoking weed, he's not doing anything. So he's starting to actually think like more of a normal person. And his tweets, <laughs> his tweets actually show that. And it shows a lot of gratitude, too. It shows a lot of gratitude. And, and I, I'm, I'm happy for him in that sense, but I'm just sad for our team because they lost a really good player. But he will be back next year. So at least this wasn't his senior year, you know. He still got another year. And you know what? And if he didn't get get better, he would have ended up just going probably – he probably wouldn't have ended up being an NFL player or something because if you truly are addicted to weed and you just keep doing it, you're going to lose all your ambition. You're not going to want to do nothing with your life. <laughs> you would have just been at home sitting on the couch – Watching NFL instead of playing it, I think. <laughs> uh, well, this, this is what J-Man says. He says that replacing him, he's going to be replaced with a guy as good as he is. Trust me. And this is him saying this, J-Man. That team is full of freaks. That's what he said. 
pool of freaks. That's right, baby, because Louisiana has freaks. And I mean good freaks. Good freaks. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's um, we'll do one more story before the uh, top of the hour here, uh, which is kind of related. I don't know, uh, but this is from the Associated Press. This is from Tuesday, August 14. Uh, the title is "Cops dot 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 Pennsylvania man stole pot said it smelled so good." The story goes like this: A Western Pennsylvania man is accused of stealing a small bag of marijuana held as evidence because he allegedly couldn't resist. The drug's aroma. Authorities say the 27-year-old stopped at a police station Saturday night to offer police some unspecified information. Police tell the newspaper that the guy apparently stole the drugs while an officer was logging them into evidence after police had seized them that night. Police confronted the guy outside the station. They handed over the drugs and confessed, saying, I couldn't help myself. That bud... Smelled so good. The guy faces a hearing on August 23rd. Online court records list no attorney for him. So apparently, cat, uh, you know, if you get the whiff of this thing, you just cannot help yourself. Even if you're at a police station, you just take the bag and run. What do you think? I think that was just an excuse. I think he likes to smoke, and so he took it and ran. <laughs> It's not like pot is like a, a potpourri or anything. <laughs> it's you know, it smells like pot. It doesn't smell like Febreze or. <laughs> I think I think it was just he was just I don't know. That sounds that just doesn't sound. I think it, I don't know where. He, I think he needs to go to Houston and be with Tyron and just kind of. Get rid of their demons. Their weed demons. Their weed demons. Now, let me say this, too. Like, you know, it, you know, I like alcohol is legal, right? And if you can drink responsibly, I, I think you should be fine. And I think weed is probably even less harmful in a lot of ways than alcohol. But like I said, addiction to anything, even things that aren't drugs or alcohol, if you're truly addicted to something, whatever that thing is, runs your life, and it ruins your life in, in some way, shape, or form. It, it, it's, it, because your whole life revolves around it, whether it's gambling. You could lose all your money, right? Uh, Whatever the addiction, if it's sex, you can end up with STDs and whatever, you know, whatever the addiction is, it's not, it's not healthy, it's not good. You have to, you, to free yourself from it. And so, you know, what, you know, like, I, yes, I was joking about, oh, just let him finish out the season then put him in. Because, yes, he won't, he won't die of an overdose, <laughs> but... He does need to, like I said, he does need to get rid of his demons, and his Twitter, his tweets are a lot more sane and quite lovely, in fact. <laughs> quite, quite, <laughs> quite lovely. Quite but I do lovely. Hope they, I, I do hope they let him, like, continue to practice, like, once he's out of rehab, at least, like, practice and stuff, because if he's going to come back in 2013, he needs to be in shape. I mean... And I wonder if how much better he'll play, because 
You know, and I, now I'm starting to wonder if that's why they lost Alabama the final time. He was so stoned that he couldn't even, you know, if they lost that last game because he was that stoned, then I will never forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> that was that game was just it's something I want to wipe out of my memory forever. That was like the the, the almost unreal. It was surreal in an unreal, bad, ugly way. It just was not anything I would have ever expected. Oh. <laughs> uh, so do you, you know when the first game is? Uh, Actually, I believe there? it's the first September, or first September, first weekend, first Saturday in September. But, like, I don't think they play any, like, big teams or SEC teams until, like, October maybe. I I have to look again at the uh at the uh, schedule. But you know who they play September twenty ninth? They play Dr. Blogstein's alma mater, <clears throat> the Tosin Tigers. And I you know, if it hadn't been for Blogstein I I would have looked up there and said, Who's that? <laughs> it's a small school, right? It's like a small school in Connecticut, I believe, somewhere like that. I, I don't know if it's Maryland or Connecticut. He went up there somewhere to go to school, and it's a small school. And he, he tweeted me one day, guess what, uh, LSU, our Tigers are going to get, you know, mauled by your Tigers on September 29th or whatever, and he sent me an article. And I'm like, well, if they play anything like they did in our last freaking Alabama game, y'all might be the one creaming us, you know. Like, I don't know what that was, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know if it will be televised, though, but he said he's actually going. He's going to be there. Really? He's going with a friend of his. He wants to go. He says, I'm going to get to see what I said. Well, get ready because it's a wild time. You're going to have fun. You're going to have fun. (laughs) You're going to have fun. And he's going to go to New Orleans. He's going to get to see a very cool part of the country because it's a very – Louisiana is not just a place. It's like a way of life. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just a messenger here, Kat. I'm just reading this out of the chat room. It's uh, our good friend, Jay Mann. He says, uh, LSU is scheduled to lose to Arkansas on November 23rd. That's all I'm saying. That's all, you know, that's, that's what he's – I don't know. Uh. Dude, you want a piece of me? Because I, we'll take it outside. I, you know, we are going to kick some hog ass. Why am I so weird tonight? I don't know. Man. I think, you know, I, I I think he wants a piece of you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think, I think it's the fever. I think it's the fever. I think it's uh, yeah. the fever talking. Yeah, he says, oh, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, all right. Step off. You better step off. Wow. Why don't we? Uh, I think this would be a good time to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, why don't we take a break? Uh, we'll get uh, all ready for hour two. That's right, kids. Just another hour of this show. And uh, you know, I, I promise. You know, for those people who are not, you know, as big football fans as Cat, we won't be talking as uh, much football. We'll, we'll still be entertaining. So, but but I know Cat wanted to get this out of her system. So. Uh, so we so we did that. Some of our stories for the second hour um, are uh, 
Uh, let's, what do I have on tap for the second hour? Uh, Bill Gates finding new toilets. Uh, that's going to be an exciting story. And, um, well, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I have some other things that are I mean, surprises out there. So, uh, uh, so we'll, we'll take a break here. We'll take about, uh, let's see, we'll take about, we'll take about a five minute break here. Uh, and I'll, I'll play some music here. People, you know, get, uh, you know, take a break and, uh, you know, refill your, your beverage of choice. And, uh, we will, we will get back here probably at the top of the hour here. So, so are, are, are you, are you feeling okay, Kat? I mean, you, you need a little five minute nap or are you, are you raring to go for, for another hour of this? Uh, if I if I lay down to take a five minute nap, I may not wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. No, I slept all day. <laughs> all right, all right, kids. So hour two of the night shift here will be coming up here at the at the top of the hour here, and uh, so we'll be right back. And I'm going to play this song and uh, just just get ready, kids, because it's it's just going to get better. So we will be right back after this.
back to the Night Shift Show here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, brought to you by Chili's Restaurant. We give you those baby back ribs. <laughs> We're back here with Kat. Hey, Kat, are you feeling okay? Not only is it sponsored by Chili's, it's sponsored by Afrin No Drip Severe Congestion 12-Hour Pump Mist. <laughs> <laughs> Afrin.com. <laughs> You know, for, for sponsoring chilies and Afrin like this, I think we need to get some samples, at least some coupons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Send them all to cats. They're, uh, they're, there you go. <laughs> I freaking love chilies. I just love chilies. I just don't know what it is about their food. I just, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, so, so you, you, you took more Afrin during the break. There, you, you, you feeling all right? No, this is a twelve-hour pump mist. Although, with this cold I've had, I've been using it about every eight hours or so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have globs of, you know, like snot that's all caught up in my respiratory tract in separate places, but my nose is clear enough to talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm grossing the people out, but I'm just real. I keep it real. You keep it real. That's uh I keep that, it real. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So how how's mom doing? Is mom doing okay these days? Uh, Actually mom is out at a party right now. Mom seems to have more of a social life than her daughter. <laughs> really? Really? So so yeah. mom's out uh, gallivanting around town there. She's the gallivanting all over the place, yeah. No, it's not all over the place. She went to a party, I mean, but, yeah. Yeah, mom's out. It's just me, my cold, and my beautiful cats. <laughs> how are the how, how are the cats doing? Are they, are they, like, all around you, like, paying attention to the show? No, a couple of them I, I kick out because they bother me while I'm on the show. But I have a couple of them here that are just resting next to me. They like to take care of me when I'm sick. <laughs> that was a hiccup, I swear. Nice. Nice. My hiccup nice. sounds like burps. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. If it was a burp, I'd tell you because I keep it real. <laughs> uh, well, PK is still uh, with us. Uh, she says uh, this show is a nice diversion from her homework, so thank you so much for that. And uh, of course, the J Man. J Man starts off the second hour by saying Mexicans are sneaking across the border to get the chilies. So there you go. They're sneaking over for everything, gotcha. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Let me just make that clear. <laughs> I think I think that's crystal clear right there, Cat. Uh, <laughs> and I know because I live amongst them. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's let's start with this first story here. This first story uh, I got I got from our, our, our good friends at the, the Associated Press, and it, it's about uh, a church that is also a bar. Can you imagine that, Cat? You know, when you sent me that, I was like, "What? I've never heard of this. I, this is different." Let me uh, let, let me play this, and we'll talk about it here. Here we go. If you look past the flip flops and beyond the bar at the Florabama, you will find God here, straddling the Florida Alabama state line. The Florabama, we have a new uh, phrase now. 
We're all top-shelf rednecks in a five-star honky-tonk. A honky-tonk serving up church one hour every Sunday. There's you know, seven places to drink and no place to worship God on the key. About 450 are regulars, but on Easter... Almost 1,200 folks that came in for Easter last, yeah, which is insane. Oh my gosh, it was just so... It was amazing. It was really overwhelming. The drinks may be just as powerful. If you look closely, uh, you might see a couple, of, a few of the churchgoers having a Bloody Mary or a Bushwhacker while in church too. But the spirit here is also fortifying the faithful. A lot of people, are, well, is it a joke? Do you have a service in a bar? And it really became much more. Hey, when I go there, I'm accepted. Amen. There is the pastor in a frayed T-shirt and beads. Communion torn from a common loaf of bread. Outside, the sand, sun, and waves will have to wait. This is God's hour. Lee Powell, the Associated Press. Oh, I don't know, they're cat. I mean, it seems like they're having a good time. They're being spiritual, you know. I mean, obviously in a church, in most churches they have alcohol. I mean, yeah, there you go. I guess it's another way. <laughs> Sounds like a fun church. <laughs> um, you know, like I saw some of the comments and stuff on there, and there were some people that were like, I can't believe that. Like that is such. I don't know. That, I don't know if they used the word blasphemy or not, but they couldn't believe it. You know, because they oh they shouldn't even be drinking and this and that. Well, you know, personally, I don't think the act of drinking is a sin. I think it's just when you overindulge. It's just like the whole gluttony thing. You know, if you get drunk, then yes, maybe like. You know, I don't think, I don't necessarily know if, I've never been to a service there. I would love to go to one just to see what it was really like, you know. It's like if they're just having like a little bit, but then really spending more time in worship and listening to the word, then, I mean, who are we to say how people should worship? You know, I, I believe that God, if it's sincere, whatever kind of worship you, you, you want to, you know, because there's like, you know, some churches, they believe in, you know, just the hymns and, you're, you know, you're quiet and you just reverently sing hymns. And then other churches are, like, dancing and jumping and rocking out, you know. <laughs> I think that God appreciates all of it as long as it's sincere. You know, I, I for me, it's God looks at the heart, not, you know, he looks at your heart and your intention, not how you do something. So, you know, you're going to always have people that say, oh, they're they're doing wrong, they're doing this. But if they truly have a heart for God and they're truly wanting, truly making it God's hour, as much, and people aren't just getting drunk and acting stupid, <laughs> you know, I think, who are we to judge, you know? But like I said, it does sound like a fun church service. It's something I would like to go and, I mean, I wish that I could go, just for a service, just to see what it's like, you know, because I've never heard of anything like that. Now, I've heard of laid-back church services like that, but not necessarily where they're drinking, not in a bar, you know, not like that, not that laid-back. Um, so, but, yeah, that was the first time I heard of anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, who, who's anybody to judge how, you know, how people worship or whatever and, uh, you know, and, and I saw some of the comments too, and I'm like, "Come on, people!" 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I really think it's, it, you know, God looks at your heart and more than your intention because, you know, Christians forever will debate about everything, about certain things in the Bible or how you should worship or how you should do this or how you should dress or how you should, you know, because, you know, you know, as Christians, they have all kind of denominations from Catholic to Protestant to non-denominational to Seventh-day Adventist, to, you know. And they all do things a little differently. They all interpret things differently. Like um, I had this one lady at work who I love, okay, but she's always wanting me, she's always wanting to invite me to her church. And, you know, I was asking her a little bit about her church, and, and she said, uh, you know, like I said, well, like what's kind of asking her what it was like, and I said, uh, you know, do, when, when they do worship, do they, you know, like, like, you know, like, like I said, the jumping around and singing. She's like, oh no, because it's not biblical and all this stuff. And then she, and then she says, on one side the girls sit, and on the other side the men. Like one side is women, and the other side men. And I said, why do you do that? She goes, to keep. Um, uh, to keep, what was the word she used? Not to keep it organized, but to keep it, oh, I wish I could remember the word she used. But, you know, and hey, that's fine for them, but I can already tell that's not a place that I would fit in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it seems a little bit too much for me. If you're literally separating the congregation and the men and women to keep order, I think is what she said, to keep order. Do they think that if, um, you know, men and women sit together, they're going to start, like, doing things? <laughs> I mean, I'm not making fun, but it's like, I yeah, I just I could already tell that that's not, you know, like the church that I, I go to. I showed you that video of, of that, that one. That was just a little clip of how they worship. I mean, it's practically a mosh pit at times. You know, people just dance and, you know, jump and they're, they're rock out. They rock out. It's very contemporary. It's very, you know, one of the, the guys there, he played in the Philippines. He was a pastor. And he's like, rock music does not belong to the devil. It belongs to God. And, you know, that's the way he, you know, really it's all about the intention. I, yeah, I, I agree with him. Rock music can belong to God depending on what you're singing, you know, of course you can have rock music that's very devil, evil type worshiping music, and that doesn't belong to God, but it's not about if it's rock or not. It's about the message. It's about the meaning, and that's how I feel, you know. So, um, so you know, you have all kinds of levels of of, of what Christians believe and 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 everything, so... Ah, um, that place sounds more like a. Everything belongs to God. Let's just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go surfing for God. Let's go. Yeah, we should go there. <laughs> we should like we, we should go do a show there and be like, hey, what up there, people? Yeah, we need to we need to interview that. I would love to interview the pastor from there. You know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well. Uh, you know, you know, Kat. I mean, I, I know it's been a long time, but I'm like, I, 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 I miss when, when you did your interview show. I think you had just a handful of uh, episodes, uh, uh, but when you interview people and uh, um, 
uh, on the old show when you used to, you know, do that type of stuff. And uh, that was that, that was a good time when you would just talk to people about worship and and you know faith ignited and all that kind of stuff. That was kind of fun back then. You know, I would love to go back to that, um, but I would want to see if I was to do it. There's so many cool people I follow on Twitter. I would almost want a co-host, and I would almost want a format where I could interview more people, like bloggers and stuff, because, like, I follow so many Christians on Twitter, and, you know, there's some that are very conservative and some that are very liberal, and, uh, you know, there's bloggers and stuff that I would love to interview, but I, I just haven't. It's not that I don't have the the desire to do it. It's that I don't feel it's like the I time. have the. It's the time. It's the time. Yeah, I would want to make. Yeah, you know, like I would want to make this show, way more than what it was even before. I would want to make it so much more, and I would need more time. I would need to actually, really get in touch with a lot of these Twitter folks, and, and on a more personal level. I mean, we tweet back and forth, but that's just about it. Like one guy who. Actually, I'd probably love to co-host a show with, but he's he's busy and he has his own podcast with two other people called I believe it's called Three Guys Podcast, something like that. Um, but it's a guy that I follow. Jesus needs PR. His name is Matthew Paul Turner. He's an author. He uh, he's one of the liberal Christians, and um, and he's just he's hilarious and. Uh, I think he would be great to do a show with, but I don't know him well enough. He seems like a busy guy. He just had a new kid, a new baby, and you know all that stuff. And Blog Talk Radio charges enormous fees now. If you want anything over a half hour or so, <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, it's, it's not the entirely free thing that uh, that was happening before. So that's definitely true. So, I mean, I like <laughs> Blog Talk Radio. I really do. But if I if I had the time to invest and to have such a good enough show, then I would invest money in it. But if I don't, if I'm not going to necessarily have the time, I don't want to invest money if I'm not, if I may not even be able to have a show every week. You know, just oh, yeah. to me, it's yeah. not worth it. I mean, you have enough shows where it's worth it. Yeah. You have yeah. like, I mean, you, you're getting your money's worth. Right. 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 Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's not easy doing this. I mean, it's just, uh, it does take a lot of time. It does take a lot of time. So, uh, but, you know, I, I, I miss it. I mean, and, and when you were doing it, you were really good at, at, you know, talking with people, interviewing people. And, uh, um, you know, I missed that, Kat. It was, you did a good job. Thank you. But you know what? I'm so glad that I get a chance once in a while to still be on here and do this, and it's fun to do it with you, you know. I think we have great radio chemistry. We have a good... Shut show. up! Shut up! No. You, you shut up! Oh, you shut you up! Sh- you shut up! <laughs> but, you know, like... And I prefer to have a co-host. It was hard doing it by myself. Like, when I had that interview, I think it was my best show because I had somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you're good. You're good at talking by yourself when you have shows by yourself. You're good at you know, you're good at doing that. Yeah. So, but, uh, but I yeah. do want to say, though, this girl, though, that I just wanted to say, though, the girl that invited me to your church, I absolutely love this woman. Okay, she's awesome, awesome, awesome. 
And I didn't want to, I never told her that. And see, people at work know that I have the show now, and I hope she never hears, like, she never, Dina, I love you. <laughs> I never told her that. I just don't think that that church would, would fit. With, like, I wouldn't fit in in that church, you know. So, I, you know. But when she <laughs> when I when I asked her, why do y'all separate the people to keep order? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I think that one goes beyond my level of understanding. <laughs> Oh All right. Well, let's uh, well let's uh, let's switch to this uh, little stupid story here. That's uh, uh, and I saw this. I'm just gonna play this, and it's just uh, this toilet. Just finding a new toilet. Like I don't know what the deal with this is. Let me play this here. The toilet uh, that was invented 200 years ago, the plush toilet, uh, really hasn't had that many milestones uh, of advance. Uh, you know, maybe a handle, um, toilet paper rolls. The competition to reinvent the toilet uh, is moving full speed ahead. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is leading a competition to invent a new toilet that doesn't use water, electricity, or a septic system. On Tuesday, Gates announced which competitors are moving ahead. The current design uh, has a real problem. It uses a lot of water, uh, requires very expensive system to bring in very clean water. You then you make that water dirty. 2.5 billion people, that's roughly 40% of the population of the planet, don't have access to safe sanitation. Prototypes include a toilet that uses microwave energy to turn human waste into electricity and another that turns excrement into charcoal. A toilet that has fly lava disposing of waste already is being field tested in South Africa. Another prototype puts the weight of the human waste to use. This is simulated uh, waste. And the thing about this latrine pen, it creates a hygienic seal in the bottom. It uh, collects a little bit of water on top of a trap door. And then um, when the weight of one bodna of water, which is about a liter, is added to the pan, the door swings open, it overcomes the counterweight and empties the contents into a pit that would be below. The Gates Foundation has pledged $370 million to reinvent the toilet. The U.N. estimates that safe sanitation could prevent half of the world's hospitalizations and the deaths of one and a half million children every year. Brian Thomas, The Associated Press. So, Kat, there's, so there's world hunger going on. There's political strife. There's, there's kids <laughs> starving around the world. And Bill Gates, one of the richest people in the universe, wants to find a new toilet. I mean, that is just – are we at the end of civilization, Kat? I think we hit the end of civilization when I saw that video and saw him holding fake poop and putting it down the toilet. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, people, he sent me this link to this YouTube video, Bill Gates showing all his different designs. First of all, they showed one thing. Before they showed his, him with his fake poop, they showed a pan where, like, some certain toilet you poop into and – like maggots eat it or something like was it maggots destroy the waste and Probably, there was yeah. two there was two things of poo poo that looked you know like a, a dog poop or something I don't know if it was real poop or not but it looked like real poop and they're showing maggots all over this poop and I wanted to vomit right and so but I, I managed not to vomit and I continue to watch the show 
or watch the video, and then he's showing another toilet, and he could, he proceeds to take, there was like three pieces of fake poop that he was picking up with his hand that looked like real poop, logs of poop, logs of disgusting poop. And he goes, now watch, I put this in the toilet, it goes in the little thing, and then he goes, here's another one, <laughs> here's another one. And then you take this, this like, little bowl of water, put it in, and it goes out. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Well, first of all, what was the fake poop made out of? Because it looked real, and I think it was real. And I think he touched it with his bare hands, and that is just disgusting. He needs to go back to computers and leave the toilet alone. I think, I think it was a Snickers. That's what I think it was. It looked like real poop, and it just was – I couldn't believe it. I'm like, he, he goes, now, this is artificial waste or whatever he said. Like, this isn't real. And I'm like, well, you still look like an idiot holding it. It doesn't matter if it's real or not. The only thing that would make it worse, yes, that it, it would be real and we'd be totally disgusted. But it's still just as disgusting because it looked real. It looked even almost wet. <laughs> <laughs> It looked like a real piece of poop that he just he just put in a pan that he put himself in a pan, and it was like yeah, it looked real. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, so so you won't you so you won't be entering the toilet competition is is that what you're saying, Kat? Not even. Not even. It's Not even like, if, there was, if, if there was like a chili gift certificate at the end of it, would you do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I was smart enough to invent a new toilet, okay, if I was smart enough to invent a new toilet and I could get millions and millions, I might, okay, but I'm not going to I'm not going to demonstrate it with even fake poop. I'll put like a potato in there. <laughs> <laughs> because the fake poop look like fake poop. Why not put like I don't know something that might be the same size or something? You know, you you you, you put something out there that looks like <laughs> it's just a stuff. He's all holding it like, look at this. Watch me put it in here. <laughs> stick to computers. Stick to computers. Uh, so so does does it does it. So it kind of proves my point that yes, you can be too rich because if if you if, if this is the stuff that you're thinking about, uh, I don't know what I can't help you. I know it's yeah. I mean, and, and and you know, like why not just live the rest of your life? I mean, I guess his point was because first of all, I'm like, why why even bother with a new toilet? Who cares if it's been the same for the last however many hundreds of years? Why are you messing with it, you know? Or how, maybe not 100 years. Was it 200 years, you said, that the toilet's been around? Not 200, right? It couldn't be 200. Sure, why not? So, so, no, uh, it can't what? be 200, right? Because <sighs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, anyway. but what, you're, what you're saying there, Kat, is so if the poop is not broke, don't, don't fix it. Is that, is that the yeah. moral of the story right there? Yeah, but I think what his thinking is is he wants to save energy and save water. Now, but yet when I was looking at that video, it seemed like everything had cons to it. They either used too much water or too much electricity. Like they, nothing really seemed 
you really want to save water and energy, go in your yard, poop, and dig a hole, poop in it, and cover it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, like the the one where he was putting the the, the, the fake poop in. I mean, it didn't look nothing more to me than like probably what they had in outhouses, like you you would or something maybe that they have in. Uh, like uh, boats or trailers or something where, like, you go, there's not necessarily water, but you go in there and then you pour water to flush it out. Right? I mean... Right, exactly. That's that, 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 that's how they work. Exactly. Right. So so why are you just going back to that? Why not just leave well enough alone? I don't know, man. But uh, it looks like there's a lot of people competing for this, uh, you know, build a build a better toilet. I don't know, man. It's just kind of uh, I think, yeah, there's, uh, there's stuff in the world to worry about. Hey, uh, uh, speaking of computers there, Kat, how's your, how's, uh, how's your iPad doing? And, you know, how, how's all your technology doing these days? All my technology is fine. Um, I haven't been on my iPad much because I've been watching a lot of, of stuff on my computer. And I've been watching, of course, my you know, we're finally at the end of the glass house where, like, Thursday, uh, I wasn't even going to see it because I was supposed to be at work, but I came home early from work. They had the final live feed where they're down to the last three contestants and then you vote for who you want to win, the uh, the $250,000. But they well, don't... What, what's, uh, what show is this? The glass house. This is my oh, the glass house. That's right. You, t- you said that before, yeah. Yeah, and it, it hasn't gotten very good ratings, but the people who are into it, like, are into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just, there's a little community of people on Twitter who are really into it. And, in fact, three of the players that have been knocked off already, they have their own Twitters now. Uh, a few of them had actually, you know, been, ta- like, responding to me and stuff like kind of they're talking to their fans which i think was really cool you know they're not they don't think they're just like you know not that reality tv stars are all that anyway but i would think that a lot of reality tv stars wouldn't take the time to because i'm sure there's a lot of people wanting to talk to them you know but they're very very nice people and uh, very down to earth and they had the last um uh what do you call uh live feed where they had in front of a live audience, but they didn't announce the winner there. They cut it off, and, of course, all the people in the audience have a gag order and all that stuff, and we don't see the winner till Monday night. And it has been one of the best-kept secrets because there's no for sure that it leaked out, but there is a rumor that Kevin, he's the cop, that he won. And it's a pretty strong rumor, so... You know, I have a feeling it's going to be him, but we still don't know for sure. It hasn't been, like, leaked out officially type thing. So, and Monday night I work, so I'm going to have to DVR it. And I'm going to I'm going to force myself not to look at Twitter that night because I do want to be surprised when I watch it, when I get home. Ah, so, okay. Okay. Yeah. So but, the new... Yeah, uh, I, the, the the new uh, iPhone are you are you, you going to look at it are you going to get it do you know yet? There's a new iPhone. No, it's it's coming out. They, it's it's rumored to be announced in September next month. So it's the five. Correct. 
Uh, well, probably not going to get it because I just got this one. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, I mean, like, well, I know since, you know, you're a doctor and everything, you can afford to get all the new ones when they come out. <laughs> Ow. Shut up. Shut up. Come on. You shut up. You shut up. Oh, you shut up. No, technically I can afford to buy a new one because I have a, a Best Buy credit card that has, like, I don't have any anything on it. So it's totally open and free to go. But, like, I'm so happy with the one I have now. I mean, what exactly is the five going to entail? What exactly is going to be new about it? See, nobody knows yet, that's the thing. So. Oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, how much more can it better. do? Uh, I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows, but it's going to be better. Siri, so. Is Siri going to actually answer questions the way she's supposed to, like they do in the commercials? Do, do, do you use the Siri? Do you yell at Siri? No, but, you know, like I, I haven't used Siri that much, but sometimes, like, like I'll try to do something like they do on the commercial, you know, have a conversation with her like they do, and it doesn't always work. It's like the Siri on the commercials are, is smarter than my Siri. I got a dumb Siri. <laughs> you got a dumb Siri? <laughs> I got one that has, like, severe learning disabilities. <laughs> There's something wrong with her. She's not all there. She, maybe she's been smoking a lot of weed with uh, the honey badger. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Now, sometimes, she says, sometimes she says funny things. Like, one time I go, Siri, and she's like, yes, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> like, like I, I, try, I try to ask her crazy things, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. But she said some funny things. She has done some cool things, and then some things I'm just like, you know, she'll say, I do not understand that question or, or whatever, because you're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I think I, I think I did. I think I did call her stupid one time or something, and she's like, "You have a right to your opinion." Keep <laughs> <laughs> you having conversations with Siri like in the commercial. That's hilarious. <laughs> Let me uh, let's see. Uh, let, let me play these couple of lottery stories here, and because uh, I think they're interesting. And I, then I will ask you, Kat, what would you do if you won the lottery? So uh, let me uh, let me play these couple stories here. Two hundred and thirty-two million dollars. Adrian and Jillian Bayford are the newest winners of the Euro Millions lottery. I don't normally check the lottery. I must admit, I take them into the terminals to get checked. But I thought I'm going to check them, and I checked them, and the first three came up. And then I looked at the two, but they kind of the lucky, and they came up too. And then I realised the whole lot was there. And I kind of went, I checked two or three times, and I checked the date. The couple are Britain's second biggest winners of the Euro Millions lottery. As the parents of two small children, they say they struggled to appreciate the moment they realized they had won the jackpot as their young son lay awake and crying. And I was trying to take my little boy, and it was, I was like, put the light off, you're going to wake him up. He's falling asleep, and he's like, look, 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 and I was like, no, no, I'm trying to get him to sleep. I'll look in a minute. Joey, you really have to look at this. Yeah. And um, I sort of looked at the numbers, and he was shouting the numbers out, and I was going, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you've made a mistake. You've got the wrong date. Now fully aware of their new wealth, the couple are adamant about sharing the money with family and friends after buying a new car and 
taking their children to Disneyland. Naya Hawkins, Associated Press. I got a call this morning about 3 o'clock in the morning from one of the local news medias and uh, told my wife, who was closer to the phone, that that uh, someone had hit over $300 million, one ticket only, in the uh, Powerball lottery. Well, it should have been me. I was in the store 10 times yesterday. Last night, final time was at 8.30. They're going to bring a lot of attention to this town. They needed it. It's going to be good for the city and good for the store, too. Should have bought more. I am very upset. Especially with all the trucks here from the news media, that might be a tough day for them, but I, I think maybe the ticket might offset their losses today. Now, Ken, other than a new iPhone, which I know you would get with you when you hit the lottery, you know, that's what you would do. Uh, what, <laughs> first of all, do, do, do you do that? And, you know, do you play the lottery? or, or And if you did and you won, what would, do you know what you would do with any of the money? Well, you know, I played that big one that we had, what, a few months ago? Not How long ago was that, that really big one that everybody was playing? That was like uh, last week. I don't know. Or a year ago. No, <laughs> it was that really huge one that everybody was talking about on the internet. What would they do with the Africa? It was what's like two hundred fifty million or something like that, like a quarter of a billion dollars or something. Um, well, you definitely have to give the ten percent. I would definitely give like my ten percent to like the church, the tithe thing, because I feel like that's very important. Then I would, you know, believe it or not. Okay, I would give. Everybody in my family, whatever they needed. You know, I'm talking about if I won, like, hundreds of millions. And if I won a million, <laughs> a lot of that's going to be staying with me. That's right. Really, um, nowadays... Well, yeah. Million, well, because nowadays a million is, it, it, I mean, it's a lot of money. But it's not necessarily going to get you that far. I mean, you could probably retire off of it, but you would live comfortably. You wouldn't be buying Lamborghinis and, you know what I'm saying, you wouldn't be living the life of necessarily a rich person. Um, it, but, like, if I won, like, hundreds of millions, you know, take care of everyone in my family, and I would put enough away for me. I would decide how much do I need that I could live the rest of my life without ha- necessarily having to work. I would probably still work PRN to keep my, uh, you know, I know that sounds maybe weird to people. I would not work full-time. I would not even work part-time. I would work PRN, okay? <laughs> so I could work when I wanted to. But just to keep my skills up, and because I do love what I do. But it's not worth the stress if I really don't have to work full-time. I, I probably wouldn't. Um, but I would put enough away that would take care of any medical expenses, any anything, enough that I could live the rest of my life comfortably. And with the rest of it, I would truly would do things like, you know, maybe open an, a, a no-kill animal shelter or help the shelters around here. Like when I see a news story of this family that is, you know, because whenever I see, like if I'm watching, let's say, a 2020 or something, I'm just, you know, and you see a family who has a child with, like I've seen this one time, this uh, the show it was like 2020, and it was about children with schizophrenia, and you see these families suffering, and they're going into debt because they can't even take care of their children, and they're doing everything, and you feel so bad for them, you just want to help them, you just want to give them money and stuff. Whenever I see stuff like that, I would be willing to just do that. I could do things like that that I 
you know, when I feel for someone or I see someone in need that truly needs help that's not that's not just sponging off people. You, you know, you have people that, that like, which we could talk, I want to talk about the whole Medicaid issue too if we have time. But, like, I see people down here that, that take advantage of, of the government. They, they, they're people that just take, and they take because they don't want to do anything with their life. They just take, and, and, and they don't care, right? And then there's people who really need something, and they, they like, for instance, like these people with the, the kids with the schizophrenia, let's say, both parents are working or, or the dad's working several jobs and still can't pay off the medical bills, you know, people like that, like, you know, that's the kind of people you want to help, you know, that are really trying and can't make ends meet. And, um, you know, and, and, and I would just, I, I love, I, you know, I love to get, I really do love to give when I can. And so I would do that because I think, I, I, I think to have like $250 million would make me crazy. If I had that much money, I wouldn't know what to do with all that money. I, why, what am I going to do with all that money, really? Okay, buy a super big house, buy a bunch of cars, when I don't even really like to go many places and just going to sit in the garage. <laughs> I mean, what am I really going to do with that money? You know, And I know people think, oh, it's bull, you say you're going to give to charity and all. That's fine. You don't have to believe me. I don't care. That's what I would do. I would I would be giving a lot of it, a big portion of it away. I, don't get me wrong. I would make sure that I had enough to live the rest of my life comfortably without having to worry that if I had large medical bills or, or whatever. Um, but the rest of it I would give away. I, 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 I just couldn't imagine having that much money and not, not, not helping other people when I could. I think that would be selfish and greedy, you know, like, I think buying, uh, you know, it, okay, to each of them. I don't judge anyone who wants to go out and buy a $7,000 purse. I personally don't do that kind of stuff because I think it's stupid. <laughs> I don't think any purse is that pretty that you should spend, that you need to spend thousands of dollars on it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There are actually yeah. purses that cost that much, you know. And, and you, you, you know, there's a lot of people in this world who, they 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 will spend ridiculous amounts of money on purses or you know whatever things that aren't that important just because they want to keep up with the Joneses or they you know they they're buying a label and and that's just not me I don't judge anyone who does it but you know I don't personally for me that's not right I I just can't do that you know because there's people in the world who you know could. That wouldn't even be a thought. They they can't even eat. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, yeah, I and even really... uh, yeah, PK even uh, says there's there's the other side to it too. She says uh, my sister in law won a million dollars ten years ago and went bankrupt um, two point five million two years ago. So there's another side to it because people when they start spending they like spend the whole thing and more and and uh, you know it, sometimes it's not a, it's all cracked up to be. Well, exactly. You know, here you got all this money. I think too that that yeah. I mean, that, that's like the sad thing. It's 
that's why I say a million dollars is not necessarily that much money. Like, if her sister, was a sister-in-law or sister? Sister-in-law? It says uh, sister-in-law, yes. Okay. If she would have won, let's say, $250 million, she might still be spending like crazy, but she probably wouldn't be in debt yet because <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> right. You know, I mean... Right. So, well, I mean, once they put your you know picture in the paper and interview on TV, there's all these people that come out of the woodwork. I mean, you know, I I I, I watch you know uh, you know <laughs> E News. Uh, I've seen all the stories out there about people who win the lottery. Those are true stories out there, Cat. You know, but yeah, I mean, but even no, there's I all these that, that come out of the woodwork and stuff like that. That's the scary part that I'd be worried about. Well, no, that's well, that's the thing too. I, I, I definitely wouldn't tell anybody. I would make sure to try to keep it. You know, I would get a lawyer immediately. I would make sure my name wasn't out there because I want to give to people who really need the money. I wouldn't necessarily want people knowing I had that much money because how do you know who really needs it and who's just trying to to, to take you for a ride? You know, like of course, like first I do, like I said, my tithing, take care of my family, take care of myself. And whatever's left, I'm going to give as I see wh- whoever really, you know. Or like you watch, even if you watch your local news, let's say you just had a hurricane or a storm and you see, or a family had a fire and, and they have nothing, they have no clothes, and they're asking people in there for donations of clothes or, or anything. You know, it's things it's things like that. You can make such a difference for someone uh, with, you know, by helping in those kind of situations. It's like certain right. things that just grab my heart and say, man, I wish I had money that I could send them or I wish I could right. help them or I wish I had, you know, housing that I could stick them in until they could get their lives back in order or, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just don't have the money to do that. So I think that people who are very rich, who do have a lot of money, are lucky in that sense because they do have that kind of power to help people. Like, have you ever seen that show Secret Millionaire? I've seen it one time, okay? And that is such an awesome show. And you see these people who are these secret millionaires and they end up helping the people and you see how it makes them feel and how it changes their life. I mean, it's actually kind of selfish to give in a way because it makes you feel so good. It makes you feel so good that you can help someone else. So, right. And, of course, I love my animals. Like, we have a low-cost uh, spay and neuter clinic here that I know, like, the way they do their numbers, it's like they prevent, I don't know, like, the, the way they do their numbers, their statistics, they need to be a lot bigger in order to bring down the stray population, right? They have these kind of statistics and ratios and all this stuff. So they need to be so much bigger, right? Like that's one of the first things I would do is double or triple the size of that place. You know, I'd probably make a no-kill shelter and stick the low-cost spay clinic in there with it, you know. Um, I would do stuff like that. I would love to do things like that. Or even like a homeless shelter, things like that. Um, And sometimes I just wish I had the money to do that, but I I just don't. So all you can do is, like, you know, give here and there when you can, you know. But, uh, and that's honestly what I would do with it. But like I said, I would take care of myself. Don't think I'm saying that I would just give it all away because I'm such an awesome person. No. 
I would keep a nice big old chunk for myself so I make sure I can live comfortably. But with that free time I'd have since I'm not working, since I wouldn't be working full time, just PRN, I could go out and do those ventures that I want to do, like helping, you know, shelters or maybe open a soup kitchen, you know, things like that. I would have time to actually go out and see who is in need, who needs what, and do those kind of things. So... Um, all right, so we we got uh, 13 minutes here, right? Um, let, let's do this serious story, and then we're going to end up end up with a lighter story. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about this Medicaid thing. So um, just to set this up for people, um, so the last show, show 270, um, was this past week, and uh, one of the stories had to do with um, you know, with healthcare reform, and I don't want to get into the whole politics of that type of thing, but I had a little bit of a rant, um, talking about. You know, there's a lot of doctors out there. There's a lot in the press out there who are um, going after doctors who do not take uh, welfare, do not take Medicaid. And and one of our, um, uh, well, not one of our, our you know, our practice doesn't take uh, welfare Medicaid. And and my rant was about it's not because we're you know rich doctors, you know, which we're not. And you know, it's not like we want to exclude people. It's not like we think that Medicaid or welfare is second class population. It's just you know, the whole finances of the thing. And you know, there, you know, that you know that we uh, we would not be able to keep our doors open uh, just with the payment and reimbursement that we get from that. And uh, you know, I I don't think it's very fair that people are taking shots. And a lot of hardworking doctors and practices out there who don't take welfare or Medicaid, and you know, I, I just you know, I went on for about five minutes, and uh, um, you know, Kat, I know that you sent me a message said you wanted to talk about that tonight and react to that a little bit, and you know, I just I think it's unfair that that you know that you know, people like us, you know, well, me like me, you know, our practice we don't you know, we don't take that just for you know very specific, unfortunately, financial type of reasons. Um, and you know, it just gets me really upset. Um, um, so I didn't know, you know, kind of if you wanted to react to that or if you heard of, you know, people talking in your community of that type of thing going on or, you know, what do you think? Well, in our community, you see, for us, it's the opposite. If doctors stopped taking Medicaid patients, they would go out of business because that's pretty much most of what we have. Right. I would say that in our hospital, I think they say 90 to 95% is Medicaid, at least in the area that I work in, you know, where mamas are having the babies. Now, I don't know about other parts of the hospital and stuff, but um, here, you know, out of 10 patients, you might have one who has insurance. You know, in our hospital, and, and people think, oh, well, doctor's hospitals, they probably only take insurance. We take Anybody, whether they have insurance or not, Medicaid, insurance, whatever. But the problem with this new Medicaid reform or whatever it is they're doing is that they're trying to, like, I can understand where you're coming from, right? Like, you're you're in an area where you probably have at least half and half insurance Medicaid, at least, or probably less Medicaid than, like, we're, we're bombarded with Medicaid patients. But... The problem with us now is that what Medicaid is doing now, like let's say when the parents leave, they go home, they bring home their baby, you know, they get this little questionnaire from from the Medicaid people, 
And they ask questions like, you know, about their stay. Were you always happy with the care you received, like the kindness of the staff, things like that? And they have, like, multiple choice. And if they say most of it, let's say A, B, C, D, let's say C is most of the time and D was always, well, Medicaid will reimburse only when they write always. So if, you know, if they had a wonderful say and everyone was nice to them and the janitor came in and they think the janitor gave them an ugly face, they're going to go home thinking that and say, well, it wasn't always the janitor wasn't or the housekeeper, whatever, you know, and they're not going to get paid. When people come into our hospital, they're treated like frickin' royalty. It's like more better service than you would get in a five-star hotel, okay? We kiss their asses, okay? And sometimes no matter how nice you are to patients or to their families, they're going to complain. I think that people, not everyone, of course, but a lot of people just have a natural tendency to want to complain, you know. No matter, you could anoint their feet with oil and they're going to find something wrong, okay. So they're saying, so Medicaid is trying to find any little way they can to not pay these doctors. So, of course, that puts a lot of pressure on us, on the healthcare workers. You know, because, yeah, I think you should always put out your, you know, give the best care you can and treat all the the patients with respect, and that's what we try to do. But you're always going to have patients that are pissed off. You know, you're real, real busy, let's say. It's a real busy day. And, you know, let's say, like, for instance, in nursery, you have three moms that are ready to go home. Their doctor already uh, dismissed them. Well, now you got to dismiss the baby. Well, they all want to go home at the same time. So who do you who do you send home first, you know? And whoever you send home first might be happy, but the other two might be like, what took you so long? They're going to get pissed and they're going to tell Medicaid, no, they took too long to, to dismiss me or something stupid, you know? Like you can't be more than one place at one time. So, you know, I, yes, I agree you should be giving good care to your patients, but we're not – miracle workers in the sense that we can make every single person 100% happy all of the time. And it's not fair to the doctors. It's not fair to us. And especially, and I think it doesn't matter if a person has insurance or Medicaid or nothing at all, everybody should be treated the same, right? But it does tick me off when people who aren't paying for their 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 bill, because whether they have insurance, or, or whether they don't have insurance or they have Medicaid, you know, not a penny comes out of their pocket, but they expect to be treated, you know, you know, you're the low piece of crap that better be treating them right or you're not, you're going to get in trouble. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I know we're all supposed to, like I said, I think they all should be treated equally. Everybody should be. I don't have, just like you, there's no prejudice here, but, you know, but when you have a person who's not going to pay a penny of their bill, let's say the, the person who has no insurance, they're not going to pay a penny. They're ne- this, this That hospital will never see a penny from them. Our hospital eats a lot of money every year from people who don't pay their bills. They eat millions, 
okay? So, but yet, if you piss them off, for whatever reason, even something that you didn't mean to do, not by being rude or anything, but you just took too long to answer their needs or whatever, you're going to get in trouble as a nurse. You're going to get in trouble. Right, right. And I think think people know that, too. And, And the thing is, is that it's going to be, you know, extending out to private insurance and, and, you know, the rating of the hospital, the rating of the nurse care, the rating of the, of the doctor care, the physician care, it's all going to be, you know, tied to payment um, in the near future. Um, so it's not going to just be Medicaid patients. It's going to be everybody. But I know, you know, in your case, Medicaid is affecting right now. Um, and yeah, and you're right. It's not fair. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, it's, um, yeah, and, and people are going to start to know this, and, and, and you're right. I mean, people are – this is going to be some people, not everybody, but there is that vocal minority out there that's not going to be happy with anything at all, and, you know, they could just, you know, ruin it for everybody. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that does get me upset. And the thing is, if, 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 like, let's say I lost my job or something and I couldn't get insurance and I was able to get Medicaid, I would be just so freaking grateful to have health insurance I couldn't imagine going to a hospital and making life hard for people. I mean, either, even with their insurance or without or whatever, just because I'm a nurse and I know what it's like to be on the other side. But I would feel so grateful to have health insurance. You know, a lot of people feel entitled and, like, you know, uh, of course we, we deserve everything, you know. And it's like here – you know, especially for when people work and they have insurance, right? Like, here, I work my butt off, right? I have insurance. But if I'm, to, let's say I get sick or something, whatever my insurance doesn't pay, I'm going to be expected to pay. People with Medicaid, whatever Medicaid doesn't pay, they don't have to worry about the rest. They don't have to pay it. Right, right. They don't no, have to pay saying. for it. So, yeah. you know, it's like there, there's an unfairness there, okay? And, and, you know, and my Christian belief is we're supposed to be, we're supposed to serve people, rich, poor, whatever, you know. I, I, but it's frustrating. It is frustrating because I do see a lot of abuse of the system. I see a lot of abuse. I've heard of things that I never heard of before that go on down here, like like people, uh, they sell their food stamp cards, like their little They'll sell it, let's say it's worth $100. They may sell it for 60 bucks or something. So they can go buy what they really want. And hmm. whoever buys it, hey, gets $40 off their next grocery bill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, things like that, like things I've never even heard of. And, and, and it's not everyone down here. And if anyone's trying to think, oh, I'm, save it. I'm Hispanic myself. I love the Mexicans down here. I love the people down here. But the, the truth of the matter is, and I can't, and I really can't blame people for wanting to come over here uh, because they live in, in shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> they live <laughs> in a crappy country right now that it's, it's you know, that, 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 that there's great things about Mexico, but it, it wouldn't be an, an easy place to live, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. Who wouldn't want to live in the United States? People are dying to live here. Okay, I don't blame them for that. But, hey, if you're going to come over here, do it the right way, you know, get something, even if it's a temporary visa, whatever, 
you pay taxes like the rest of us. You know, don't, don't. But you know, I, I, I don't even really get angry so much at that people that you know cross over as much as I just see people one after the other after the other after the other baby purely for benefit. That makes me sick. All right. Well. I, I hate to end on a on, on, on a on a rant that we got we got about eighty seconds here left. So um, I mean I, I mean this is important to talk about. You know I mean it's it, it's kind of you know part of this whole you know healthcare reform and you know what, what, how we should take care of of, of people in this country and and uh, you know I'm glad that we had this discussion. We're going to keep having the discussion. You know and because you know it affects you and me. We we, we live in this healthcare system. Um, and we work in the healthcare system, but uh, it's important to it's important to, to talk about. Um, but we have a less than a minute left, and uh, you know, Kat, you know, I, I just wanted to say that you know, thanks for you know coming on the show, and you know, it, and uh, you know, it, it, I'm sorry you're going to night shift, working actually working on the night shift, but it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I know you're not working every Saturday, but uh, um, it, I, I, you know, it's going to be fun for you, I guess. You know, it's it's, it's a whole, whole new thing or old thing, a new old thing, would you say? Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> I've done it. I've done it before, so we'll see. It's many years ago, though. Um, so we're done here for tonight. So I can't believe it's it's, it's been a great show, Cat. Uh, and uh, thanks again for coming on. And I will definitely keep in track. Keep track. I'll keep in touch with you, and uh, we'll see. If we can bring it back on the Saturday night, and uh, we'll have another uh, good time very soon then. All right. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Say goodnight to everybody there, Kat. You know, hey, there you go. Good night, everyone. I love everybody. I just love everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Thanks for everybody for joining me, and uh, thanks to Kat. And check out my uh, website, familymedicinerocks.com. They'll give you the... uh, my latest stuff there and here at Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash fanmedrocks, and uh, that'll uh, uh, get you the uh, latest uh, show schedule here. We'll be having some more shows here in the near future. So uh, there's no closing song here tonight, and uh, so I'll just say goodnight. Uh, say goodnight, Kat. We'll be out of here. Good night, darling. Good night, everyone. <laughs> All right. We'll see you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>